This is Betsy Jensen, and you are listening to Unstoppable Body and Mind, episode 88, Nervous System Basics. In this podcast, we learn to upgrade our brain and understand the power of our thoughts to heal and to create the results we want in our life. Become the person in control of your healing and make peace with your life. Become unstoppable, body and mind. Hello, my loves. I feel like it has been forever since I've recorded a podcast. You may have noticed that I haven't been recording them as frequently lately. And so thank you for bearing with me. I've been putting a lot of work into practice on myself and really learning a lot about some new concepts that I'm excited to share. And so today, what I wanted to talk about is an understanding that I've been learning about that has really changed my whole lens that I view myself with and that I view my clients with and how I view coaching. And that is the trauma-informed lens or learning more about the nervous system and nervous system regulation. What I want to do here on this episode is give you a very brief overview, a simplification of the survival states of the nervous system, what they are, how to identify them, and why it's important to know about our nervous system and how to regulate it. I know I go through it all pretty quickly, but please look on YouTube for the video of this episode where I will have slides and graphics you can follow along with. So the nervous system is a connection between the brain and the body. It's how we regulate our body systems. So just like a thermostat would increase or decrease the temperature to keep the room a certain way, our body tries to maintain homeostasis with the internal environment and what's happening to us externally through the autonomic nervous system. It happens automatically. It's things like our breathing, our heart rate, our digestion. Our primary function of the nervous system is to determine if we're safe or not safe. So the nervous system is always scanning for danger. And the nervous system was formed when we were children. So I have this picture here to see how a child might interpret the anger of her mother through a child's eyes. The nervous system is like an elementary school child or younger. So cues from the environment can trigger fear, emotions, or attention patterns in the body that were never processed. Also, our nervous system may respond because of intergenerational trauma, changes to the DNA that actually prime the nervous system for more fear because of things that happen to our ancestors. So when we're thinking about the nervous system, there is this window of tolerance. That's when our nervous system is regulated and we're calm, but our nervous system is not going to be regulated all of the time. It's normal for things to happen during a typical day that put us into fight or flight or freeze or fawn. The purpose of learning to regulate the nervous system is so that we are flexible and adaptable so that when we are in a survival state, we move through it and back to safety. This example shows that you may be in your window of tolerance and then you receive an email from your boss saying, I want to talk to you. You get into fight or flight, you're nervous, and then your boss validates your work. So you start coming down and feeling better and back into the window of tolerance. 
Your boss gave you a new project because you're doing so well. And so when you start it, you go into freeze, which is overwhelm. But then it's time to go home. And so you start feeling regulated again and you get home and the kids are yelling. So you go back into fight or flight. This is normal. What we do not want is to get stuck in repeating the stress cycle. Why is it important that we don't stay in those survival states? Because it affects all of the organ and body systems. So the vagus nerve is the main connection between the body and the brain, giving this information on whether we're safe or not. And it will control whether we try to go and fight the danger or flight to run away from it or freeze or fawn. And depending on which nervous system state we go into, it will change all of these things, the heart rate, the blood pressure, immunity, inflammation, satiation, whether you feel full or not, stomach acidity, blood sugar regulation, bile release and production, water and sodium balance, saliva, sweat and tear production, mental focus or feelings of fatigue, and the speaking or quality of your voice. So when we're talking about the autonomic nervous system and the survival states, there are a few different parts that we'll talk about a little more in detail. The sympathetic nervous system is the fight or flight response. It is a state of high arousal in the body. So there's increased blood pressure, heart rate, shallow breathing, adrenaline, increased cortisol, increased muscle tone, and racing thoughts. There's decreased digestion, circulation to the extremities, immune response, clear thinking, and social ability. So blood is essentially diverted to the places in the body. The whole body prepares to either run away from or fight something that is dangerous, but we think that we still have a chance of overcoming it. If there is a more serious threat detected, a mortal danger, then we will go into the dorsal response, the parasympathetic freeze fawn response, which is a state of shutdown of the body. The purpose here is to try to conserve energy. That's the way that the nervous system in this case determines we would be the most likely to survive is to shut down and try to conserve our energy. There's increased fuel storage. So think about when people are on a diet, but they are so overwhelmed that they're in a nervous system state of shutdown, no matter what they're eating, they would still process it differently because the body is going into this state of survival and needs its resources for fuel. There's more fatigue, brain fog. There's a focus, a hypersensitivity of the body sensations. There's decreased heart rate, blood pressure, temperature, muscle tone, facial expressions, eye contact, social behavior, sexual function, and immunity. So you can see that these survival states are really affecting the way that the body functions, which makes sense if you're trying to outrun or survive a danger. But the problem is with our society, we're rarely chased by a tiger and have an actual mortal threat, but our brain and nervous system perceive them that way. We're going to talk about each of the nervous system states a little more specifically so you can identify them better and notice when you're in them. The sympathetic state of fight. This is where you perceive danger in the environment and you think that defeating the threat will make you safe. 
You may be reactive, feeling anger, rage, confrontational, hostile, or combative. The anger can turn inward for frustration at yourself, feeling emotionally unsafe or emotional overwhelm. Tension in the jaw and arms and hands and legs, furrowed brow, narrowed eyes, and aggressive posturing. Racing or obsessive thoughts, overthinking, panicked, poor judgment, intolerant of others' imperfection, seeing the injustices of the world, focusing on unfairness, scanning for danger, hypervigilant, on edge, distracted, nervous, anxious, frantic, agitated, can't relax in your body. All of those are signs that you're in a nervous system state of survival called fight. The sympathetic state of flight. So this is where you also perceive a danger in the environment. You think that you can get away. So in our modern society, it's not just running away that we're doing. It's as if you're trying to outrun your vulnerability by being perfect, just running all of the time, chronically busy, trying to do it all. When you're not doing, you're thinking about doing. You're startling easily, jumpy or fidgety, eyes darting, constantly comparing yourself with others to determine your worthiness because that's your safety. Racing thoughts, overthinking, rapid breathing in the upper chest, too much to do, not enough time, nervous, anxious, frantic, hypervigilant, and you find it hard to slow down or connect to the body. On the other hand, when the threat becomes so severe to your nervous system's perception that you think it is a mortal danger, it will shut down. For the freeze state, the thought would be isolation will make me safe. So you want to disconnect, withdraw, or hide. You might feel spaced out or foggy or disoriented in your head. You'd feel dissociated from your body, dull and deadened senses, feeling abandoned or unwanted, not good enough, hopeless and helpless, overwhelm. I can't do it. It's too much. No energy, lifeless, collapsed, immobilized, the walking dead. Your breath is shallow or held. Eyes are still. It's like deer in the headlights. This is where shame lives. Something is wrong with me. You become hyper aware of the body sensations and want to numb to feel better by watching TV or eating or sleeping, et cetera. And then lastly, the dorsal parasympathetic state of fawn. So this is also a shutdown, perceived mortal danger, and the thought would be giving up my own needs and complying will make me safe. So I would agree with someone in a disagreement, even if I didn't really agree, I would act like I agreed. This is people-pleasing, over-apologizing, having no boundaries, being highly aware of others' somatic cues, like you're always reading the room, the posture leaning forward, chin forward, eyes reaching out or scanning, feeling like you can't defend yourself or say no, what will other people think? Polling, like asking people what they think, having indecision or inaction, codependence, feeling like you can't be happy unless others are happy and being a peacemaker at your own expense. You may feel numb, dull senses, and disconnected from your own body or needs. 
it's amazing how some of these things that I thought were personality traits of mine were actually survival states that my brain and nervous system adapted as a child because that was the best way it determined that was good for my survival and safety. But where we want to be as often as possible is in this window of tolerance, that parasympathetic calm state where we can rest and repair. This is where we feel open and safe and regulated. Here it takes less energy to deal with outside stressors so we can tolerate more. Actually in all of the other survival states, blood is diverted from our prefrontal cortex. So the parasympathetic calm state is where we actually can best think and use our logical thinking brain, our prefrontal cortex. And as we practice in regulating, coming back to this window of tolerance, it gets bigger. We can handle more without perceiving a threat. Here's more information about that. Rest and repair, the parasympathetic calm or ventral state, also called the window of tolerance. This is where the nervous system and brain sense no threat. I'm safe, I'm enough. You feel calm, collected, settled, peaceful, and present. You feel connected, friendly, empathetic, compassionate. There's creativity. This is learning mode. You feel open and curious, receptive, and playful. There's an ability to self-regulate or self-soothe. There's an awareness of boundaries. So you're not just being walked all over like the fawn response. You feel emotionally safe. You can feel open-hearted. You feel and think simultaneously. You're sensitive, responsive, and flexible. You feel generous and there's social compromise. And there's flow. This is where there's heart-brain coherence, as Joe Dispenza calls it. And this is where you can access your intuition or inner wisdom. The parasympathetic or ventral state affects our body by increasing digestion. This is where you rest and digest. It increases our immunity. There's circulation throughout our body. There's more activation in the prefrontal cortex. There's more oxytocin, the hormone for connection. There is more relation and connection with others and recovery to the body. There's decreased defensiveness. So although we want to be in the window of tolerance as much as possible, we will be in survival states. Survival states do not mean you're doing it wrong or that something is wrong with you that you can't cope or that you should be able to get out of it immediately or that you'll be there forever. Being in a survival state does mean your brain and nervous system detect a threat. Your brain and nervous system think this is the best way to survive. You have a chance right now to understand more about your past. And each time you show compassion for yourself and regulate your nervous system, you expand your window of tolerance. Now, this is just a brief, simplified version of what I teach about the nervous system, but hopefully this at least gets you thinking about some of the survival states that you go to regularly and how to have more compassion for yourself when you're in them. So you can regulate your nervous system and increase your window of tolerance. Now, if you want to learn more about how to regulate your nervous system, how to process emotions, how to process pain, how to rewire your brain, how to make decisions, have boundaries, 
and have more fun in your life. And I'm happy to announce that I have just the program for you starting February 22nd to 2222. This is a program all about alignment. And I'm not talking about the alignment that I talked about as a physical therapist for over 20 years. I'm not talking about the physical alignment of your spine and your body, but the alignment of yourself with your body, with your inner self, with the knowledge and power that you have within you that is responsible for healing, that will help you with making decisions and being true to yourself. Alignment is just getting to that parasympathetic calm state, the ventral state where you are connected, where you are collected, where you're creative, where you're playful. And getting to that state more and more often in your life will result in better healing, increased immunity, decrease of current pain, and more fun in your life, more flow and ease and serendipities. If you have chronic pain or disease, your body has brought you to this point where you probably notice the more you focus on it and try to fix it, the worse things are becoming, the more it's spreading. The answer is tuning into your body, learning about yourself, learning not only what the real root cause is of your pain, but more importantly, what to do now. If you think that possibly life could be easier, that you don't need to work hard all of the time and try to give from an empty cup, please click the link in the show notes and get on my email interest list for six months, working with me in a small group on your personal alignment. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you learned a little bit about your brain today that helps you in your life like it helped me. Please be sure and subscribe and leave a review. And of course, be sure and share this podcast with someone you know that wants an unstoppable body and mind.